Hello and welcome to episode two of A Beer with Sam and Peter. I'm still Sam and he's still Peter. Yeah. And yep. we're still talking about absolutely nothing of any importance. I'm glad yep. you're here. Yep, I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long, arduous road, but we're here Has again. Been. We're looking a little bit more spiffy today as well. In my shorts and you in your long pants. Yeah, not that the listeners can actually experience that at all. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll put a video up eventually, just, I'm sure. Just to let you know, I'm wearing long pants. I look great. Yeah, I'm well, wearing shorts. You can probably hear it in my voice. Mm. We've also got a new microphone. We also got, yeah, so so that should be better. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. Cheers, Sam. Yeah, cheers. What are we drinking today? We are, we are drinking the Humble Corona today, not a sponsor. No. <laughs> 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 that would be a bit ambitious for a second episode yeah, you know, of our... Much critically regarded podcast. We're practically famous at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good. We don't have any limes though. Yeah, like, I think that's the only way to drink it. Yeah, it's a it's an issue, but we'll yeah we'll work through. Yeah. So we'll what, we're, what we're going to try and do is drink a new beer each episode. Yeah. Which will be easy for now. Because uh, yeah, and then once we hit like episode one hundred. We'll be no, I think maybe once beers. we hit like episode thirty, we, <laughs> <laughs> although we could go we could go through like the different types of beers. So we could go forex, forex, uh, the the red one, forex old, forex bitter, forex gold, forex summer. Why are you so into drinking this forex? Well, it's it's the Queensland beer, mate. It's brewed here in Brisbane. It's pretty bad, I think. It is pretty bad, but it's yeah. I'm coming up with I. No, I Shut like, up, Sam. I like your um, energy. I like your energy. It's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so Thanks, we, we should mate. actually we need to actually get a move on because we we're rambling. A, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff to ramble about today. Too much stuff. Yeah. Too much stuff for one episode, but we'll see how we go. That'll be fine. I, so I, so I I want to talk about Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. That's, that's the new hottest thing. Yeah. I I mean I I'm thought so we've both seen Deadpool. We didn't yeah. see it together. But that's fine. No, I snuck out and saw it. Yeah. And ended up running into a bunch of our, our mates at the same cinema. We, we it was a, a betrayal. Yeah, we excluded people. <laughs> <laughs> Schoolyard bully style. We did that. But that's not important. What did you think about the movie, Sam? I loved it. Well, I, I think it's important to, to understand that I would probably have loved it no matter what. And you wouldn't. Yeah, it's a good. We, we have two perspectives. Yeah, I, I have was... a Deadpool poster in my room. I've read the comics. I'm like, I'm a big fan. Yeah, so... you're very much like you like comics and yeah, superheroes and I'll. I'm a fan of the movies generally. I don't read comics really. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I, you could say going into the movie, I was I was skeptical. I was ready yeah. to be disappointed. What did you tell me? I. It was it was far better than it had any right to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just for the amount of, for the length of time, it's been in development for like ten years or something. Yeah, like essentially, that. Ryan Reynolds has just been yeah pushing the shit out of it. For yeah, ages. so I think it's it really. I mean, you can't land it all on him because it was made by like hundreds of people, big studio made it, but at the same time, his advocacy I, I for you, the movie. I think you probably could a little bit. He seems genuinely like passionate about it. 
about the character. Yeah. Yeah. Although he did, he, he was in X Men, which they make fun of a number of times. Yeah, which is in the movies. A great thing about the movie. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. It makes fun of its of itself, or at least the comic book genre, all the time. Yeah. So I think it's safe to assume we're going to spoil stuff on this podcast. So if we're going to talk about something, um, we might not be as great about forecasting that we're going to spoil stuff. And a lot of the good things about Deadpool were the like fun inside jokes and I'm not gonna I mean, I'm not gonna go through all of that but the message well, is why, why, I mean why is up it's, it, it's, we're talking about a movie you yeah, might get okay. spoiled uh, yeah it's, it, it's alright yeah <laughs> I, I yeah so I, I yeah. really enjoyed the movie I think you did too yeah but as, as you said better than it had any right to be yeah I was fully pre- like watching the trailers I thought the trailers were really good watching the test footage from a couple of years movie. ago. Yeah, well, that's how it got greenlit, was they released some test footage from, you know, the scene where he's fighting the dudes on the highway? They released that as test CGI footage and stuff, and that's kind of... Oh. They didn't release it, it got leaked. Leaked. Okay. Um, in air quotes, for our got like Aven- fun listeners got Avengers leaked, not Hateful Eight leaked. Yes. Yeah, okay. Did the Avengers get... I'm sure... I mean, okay. People were, people were uh, finding clips of that all the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't elaborate on that anymore, or no? That's fine. No. Okay. All right. So yeah. So it got it got leaked in quotation marks, mm. um, and it was footage from that scene on the highway, where he was fighting the dudes in the car and all that kind of thing. Which is not a spoiler. That that is actually one of the when one of the very few issues I have with this movie is that again. The trailer was kind of was kind of annoying. It was a great trailer in that like the marketing. I thought, I thought the marketing was, was and the trailer. I thought the trailers were really good and they had good funny jokes in them. And then from that, I thought, oh yeah, this is just going to be your usual Hollywood bullshit where they have all the good jokes in the trailer and then that's it. Yeah. They don't. But Which they don't. They there have are good jokes in the trailer and they're yeah. exactly the same in the movie. Yeah. So when you hit those points, like on the highway, yeah, or when they're talking about. Uh, his face in the bar making jokes about it yeah it's exactly the same jokes so you know sort of like a dead silence in the cinema for those sections oh when I saw it there was like heaps of old people in the cinema (laughs) (laughs) look at the old people it was like 4pm on a Tuesday afternoon yeah I I think I watched it in the morning in the morning yeah yeah. Okay. It was a big. It was a big step for me to get out of bed to see it. <laughs> but it was worth it. Yeah, it, it was worth it, and it's a yeah. movie I would definitely watch again. Yeah. The thing about Deadpool is you can't really spoil the story because it's kind of like every superhero movie story, like the origin story. So it's like he gets his powers, and there's this shady organization that gives him his powers, and he's going to get revenge on the organization. It's a and British, then he does. Vi- British and then he does. There's guy. a British villain. Yeah. And um. And that's it. He has a best friend. Who's like funny and... Who's very funny. And like a little bit nerdy. Sort and of. sarcastic. Yeah. But that's not the generic bit. It's just that he has this best friend that White does stress. shit with. Yeah. yeah. It, like, like the whole, the whole plot... The fun plot, if you, write, if you write out the plot, it, it's like two sentences. And, and you, know, you know completely what is going to happen. But the, the good parts about Deadpool are the presentation and um, 
and the um, mm. like all the jokes and the it's it's yeah, funny the, the and the action the... sequences and just Deadpool himself. Yeah. So that that's that's why you go see the movie, not because you want to be wowed by some uh, creative storytelling masterpiece, because it's just completely not that. But, but it, it is great. But it's yeah. it's it's, a, it's very faithful to at least the feeling of the comic books. Yeah. Um, and even as someone who hasn't watched, like, hasn't read the comic books, mm. and don't know all that much about the character apart from that he's meant to be. Like break the fourth wall and yeah, which they did quite that well. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. really worried about how he would talk to camera, but the way that they did it was quite good. I think yeah. the fact that it was a flashback helped. Yeah, a lot. But here's my idea for the movie. I think, and it when it start, it's it's one of those movies where it starts like in the thick of the action, and then it's told. Deadpool explains like how he got to this point. Yeah, and sort of flashes, flashes classic back trope and forward and stuff. Yeah, and that's how he le- like he talks to the camera but it's so it starts in the thick of it and what I wanted and what I was hoping for when I was watching it was that maybe that would just go on you know like they had a, such a great marketing campaign where it was showing the origin and it was such a simple origin yeah I thought it would have been a fantastic idea to just not show just, the yeah, origin to just shoot the trailer and make that the origin story make that the origin story and oh, then man, you just that would be so it. meta it would, but it would also just be a great. I think it would be a great idea. Everybody watched the trailer for Deadpool. I don't know about that. Well, I would say most people did. It was marketed very well and very heavily. Yeah, including the Australia Day video. <laughs> if you if you guys haven't seen that, <laughs> oh, there are some yeah great digs at Hugh Jackman. You can you can jump on YouTube <laughs> and uh, look up Deadpool's Australia Day video because he released one specifically uh, marketed. Like it's bad, Australia. but it's. Good. It's bad. It's it's very it's short. Just, it won't take up. It's, yeah, it's like it's like a minute long. It's very much having a dig. Yeah. But that's fine. No, I think I think it's for good. A Although they do say throw a shrimp on the Barbie. I feel like enough Australians have publicly commented on this, like that America should just eliminate that from their pool of jokes. Like we don't say that. It's not yeah. shrimp. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bloody Paul Hogan. When was the last time you barbecued a porn? I don't... Oh, a long time ago. Like I, know that we I like barbecue prawns. Yeah. But we and they're not shrimp. They're not shrimp. We don't really... We don't really <sighs> I had some great... Yeah, no, nah, off topic. <laughs> <had> some great <laughs> I had some great prawns the other day. Oh, yeah. At this Spanish tapas bar. You were there. For Bruce's birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was one of the best prawns I've ever eaten. Bloody expensive, but it yeah. was great. But anyway, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't even recommend the place. I don't know the name. It's a Spanish. The, sang- the Sangria it's Bar at South Bank. There you go. Yeah, we did a thing. We did, we we did, did do it. a thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Dead, Dead, Deadpool. Go yeah. see it. It's go see it. Definitely it's, go see it. It's funny. It's really great. Do not take your kid to go see it, please. Yes, it's an R-rated movie in every sense of the word. And it's you just graphic. It's graphic. There's like pretty great. There's like a full on sex scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's like full frontal nudity, mm. which is great. I I, I really. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I think this sets a really cool precedent for R-rated superhero movies. Oh, like you like the re- full frontal wolverine? 
Just hair everywhere. <laughs> oh no. How old is Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Actually, have you noticed, like, he's been aging well, but in that last movie, the Japanese one that made no sense? Yeah. Um, he's cool. He's still got the muscles, but there's some he's, serious veinage going on there. Yeah. Now. So it's really sort of gone from, like, uh, muscle veiny to varicose veiny. Very <laughs> 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 it's a little worried. He must be getting old by now. He'd be, yeah. like, 40s? Oh, I think he's old. Yeah, he's well into his forties. Yeah, if that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was fifty something. Still, still playing Wolverine. Still it's going to be a problem at some point where he starts aging. I think he's only doing one more Wolverine movie. He's doing another Wolverine movie. Yeah, and they're going to make it R-rated. Okay. Oh yeah. well, yeah, that's what I was yeah, talking so. about. I'm excited for that. Like the if you if you read uh, comics, at least why I, I, I read comics is because they can do. That kind of stuff, in like the the and they do frequently. Like the X Men, yeah. X Men. Reading an X Men comic, it's like almost like a soap opera. Uh, soap opera comic, in the filled with violence world. and. It's filled. Well, it's mostly filled with sex. Right. Yeah, it's like just and super powered sex. Everyone, wants <laughs> I'm sure it's great. <laughs> but none of the movies reflect that. You know how, like in the X Men movies, everything is all like it's. It's hanging by a thread, and yeah, everything's it's, it's super depressing most of the time. It's because you can't do that because it's a you can't have like a serialized no. story in a movie because it just the, the format doesn't work like that. But I would like at least X-Men like TV to see show them having fun. Like an X Men TV show, like a live action with the same sort of production values, I think could be quite interesting. Yeah. It also wouldn't it wouldn't happen. No, but you talk about it not being possible. Avengers has an X Men feel to it. So just in terms of like the yeah, Avengers two especially those scenes where they're in the they're in Stark Tower or yeah they're having a party yeah that is those that feels like X Men to me X Men the comic those are some of the best scenes in that movie I think yeah exactly it's like that's why you would read X Men is just for like the banter yeah it's very much a soap opera thing it's like who's sleeping with who (laughs) and with what powers. It's the Hulk is sleeping with the woman with no powers because that makes sense. <laughs> and we'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Goes well for everybody involved. I don't think actually that's a thing. I think it's only when he gets mad. I think that's only a thing in that one Edward Norton movie where they talk about it. What? In the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. What there's happens? a sex scene where Edward Norton explains like it's related to his uh, pulse. And so if his pulse gets elevated to a certain level, he turns into the Hulk so he can have sex. Uh, yeah. Sucks for Edward Norton. <laughs> but I don't think that's the same with the other Hulks. I don't. No. Mm, I don't. I'm sure he has kids. Everybody has kids now in, the com- in comics. It's been going on for way too long. Years. Yeah. Years and years. But the Stan Lee cameo in Deadpool was pretty oh. good. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I don't, oh. We're not going to spoil that. Not, yeah. But... I would go to see that movie. It's always worth seeing the movie just to see Stan Lee at this point. (laughs) (laughs) What a man. Oh. I wonder sometimes whether he has any idea what's going on. He's very old. Like, (laughs) he can barely walk now, apparently, and he can't write by himself. It's really sad. He can't read comics anymore. Can't read comics anymore. Can't see. He's just got really bad vision. He's very frail. Well, that's depressing. It is depressing. Why would you bring that up? I feel like that's your fault, not mine. 
I'm just giving hey, you mate, the information. What he needs is some Deadpool healing factor. Yep, yep, sure. Or would he just be except, an undying old man? <laughs> <laughs> yep, oh, that, that'd work, except for the fact that that's not real, Sam. I, I hate to break it to you, but Deadpool, it's, it's really a work of fiction. Deadpool that didn't to me. actually happen. He talked to me in the movie. No, he didn't. He didn't talk that to was me. Ryan Reynolds. He's an actor. <laughs> He's a well-known actor. Oh, yeah. He's all right. He's well-known. Yeah, he is. I just always mistaken for Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Anyway, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool, you should go Dead- see it. Seriously, yeah. you should go see it. Don't take your stupid kid to go see it. Okay. Yeah. We've... I'm just really annoyed about this because I know, like, I know people... Oh, I've, seen, take their, like, I've seen some great like posts on Facebook of screenshots of people like posting to the Deadpool Facebook page, which are like evangelical Christian mums. Oh. <laughs> no, this was vulgar, there was, and there was swearing, <laughs> and people rated died. R, rated R, woman. <laughs> people are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's because there was that movement someone started to have a PG version. On, what, no, no, what about, what about how it was advertised as a Valentine's Day movie? That was good. Love that was love pretty great. Dies. That was fantastic. Do you reckon that actually worked? Do you reckon there, has, there's a couple somewhere who went to that thinking it, it was a romance? has to have. There, I feel like the chances of that not happening, mm. and that not happening on like a somewhat large, like a widespread scale, it, it kind of, there can't have been only one. Yeah. There has to have been All just... I want is one. All you need is one, but there has to have been more than that. There was that movement, though, like where they wanted a PG version of Deadpool. Someone wanted that for some reason. But it it would be like, first of all, it would be like 15 minutes long. Like the movie is so Deadpool. It's so like explicit and violent and like just, just rude in your face that it would only be a 15, 20 minute long movie, probably. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a very interesting. It's like watching. Porn with just the story. It is. <laughs> that is what it would be like. It would be like Pizza Man arrives. Pizza Man leaves. Then there's a long blank. <laughs> and there's like, thank you for your services, man. Exits. Child class. <laughs> that would be uh, it. It would be terrible. Yeah. But yes, go see Deadpool. Yeah, if you're, which, if you're yeah. well, if you're over eight, it's, I don't know. If, you, if you're 15, you're sneaky enough. It's not really... Yeah, I would say you can go see it. It's still fine. Yeah, yeah, that was great. What else have we we've seen? We've seen a fair few movies. Actually, a movie I want to talk about, which we saw ages ago and came out a mm. long time ago, was In the Heart of the Sea. Mm. That's nice. yeah, I love that movie. It was, it wasn't like an amazing cinematic experience, but it was a really cool movie. It was great. It, for those who don't know, In the Heart of the Sea was the Chris Hemsworth directed by. Um, uh, Ron Howard, mm. who has done things, he directed one of the Apollo, Apollo Eleven or something like that, yeah. and he had directed Rush, the racing car one, yeah. with, also with Chris Hemsworth, um, and it's like telling the true story of Moby Dick. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know a little bit about this, yeah. just because oh. I, I was into the story a little bit. So yeah, the whole idea is that. Um, the author of Moby Dick. Yeah, uh, it's 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 framed. 
Like yeah, the author so, of Moby Dick. Yeah, the, the author of Moby Dick uh, got his story from uh, a real life event that happened with with a different ship. Yeah. Uh, where they uh, it was a ship full of whalers. Yep. And they sailed really far out to, into the ocean. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Something they were chasing. The well, they, were chasing they were chasing the whales. The whales were were drying up. Yeah, it was and going retreating. towards the end of the big whaling. Yeah, just before oil was discovered. Yeah, I think underground. Yeah, in in Boston. Yeah, and so uh, the mad captain and first mate decided to chase out, chase the whales like way too far into out to sea. Yeah, and just hit a mass of them where they all congregated. Yeah. And one of these huge, like a huge whale, when they started trying to kill everything, ran into the boat and sunk it. And it's essentially that, like that, that isn't really the story. The story is really them surviving. Yeah, that's a, that's about half the st- yeah. So it's yeah. it's like these guys and go I'm not out spoiling to anything because it's Moby Dick, guys. Yeah, you, like they go out to whale. The whale fucks them up, and then they survive. Yeah, and, and it's, it's harrowing shit. Oh, yeah, you thought you thought the revenant was harrowing. Yeah, got nothing on in the heart of the sea. Some cannibalism. Yeah, it was a really. I really enjoyed it just for the fact that it showed something which I hadn't seen in cinema before, which was surviving shipwreck yeah. at those times. Like just like, a pretty. There are other movies. There are uh, there are other movies about this, but it was they kind of deal with it like. I don't know, cast away. Bit different, but same sort mm. of thing. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I, I loved it. I loved it. But I loved it. See, bear with me, but I, I'm very interested in whaling. <laughs> not, <laughs> not killing Japanese, whales. Are we? <laughs> not killing whales. Uh, I think that is that's very wrong. Of a very uh, you know, shameful thing to but do. you're more interested in like the lifestyle oh, yeah, I'm interested in the dudes who actually had to go out and do it in a time like I have so many questions about the mechanics of it and uh, this movie answers like a, yeah it shows really interesting it shows like it, uh, what I can only imagine is a somewhat historically accurate mm. rendition of what it would have been like to be on a whaling boat like, it seemed, and what it you had to do uh, I was I was recently on a holiday uh, at a place called Lord Howe, which is an island off the coast of New South Wales, mm. and they had some stuff to do with whaling, and they had a bunch of whaling handbooks in their museum, which I would love to get my hands on, again, just because I'm interested in their lives. <laughs> um, and it seemed pretty pretty accurate, what we see in the movie. Just like so many questions, like, we're, this is old-timey wooden ship, like times the whale is and as the whale is massive how do they first of all how do they how do they kill the whale right yeah like I understand that there are harpoons but one harpoon isn't going to kill a whale right and also it's a whale like what do they do with it after it dies I'm assuming they float yeah otherwise you'd be super screwed but how do they they can't bring the whale up onto the boat it's massive yeah uh they have to harvest the oil sometime. But as far as I know, they don't sail like 
bunch of whales back. Like, tow <laughs> they don't them, tow them back. And then get the oil. They must yeah. get the oil on, on the shore. Yeah, and what the movie shows... Oh, yeah. The movie how they did it. That. It's really, which is really interesting. It's really interesting. And then it also showed how people survive when yeah. they're lost at sea. And a pretty cool... Like, just ignore the whale. It's still a pretty, cool, pretty amazing story. Um, like, this yeah. first mate guy navigates them home... And it's like across like 3,000 nautical miles of ocean. And he navigates that just through the sun. Um, kind of makes you realise how unskilled you are at navigation at and just general travel. Being a like, human. I get lost in Brisbane without my <laughs> GPS. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> just all the time. Yeah. Just yeah. Navigate, navigate by the stars and that. And it also made me realise that no matter what kind of hardship I go through in my life, it, I, I will never be shipwrecked at sea. <laughs> You'll still be a big girl's blouse. <laughs> compared, to, <laughs> compared to those guys. Yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. Those are some hard bastards. Oh yeah, and that's why I'm interested. In it. I'm interested yeah. in it because because of that. And and it was uh, yeah. This uh, oh so. They don't drag, tow the whales back. Spoilers. Yeah. So they like, they like melt the the fat down. Yeah. So they, they like cut them. They have them. They like tow them towards to the side of the boat. Yeah, strap them to the strap side of the, the boat. Side. And like which means it's cut like them all up on the side of the boat. A crazy place in for the sharks. water. Yeah. There's just sharks everywhere. Yeah. And so then they like cut open like a hole in the whale and then just jump inside and no well no they they, they section off bits of the whale. But there's the most valuable stuff is in its like brain. Yeah. And so to do, if you want that, every like the last bits of it, they send like a kid into the whale's head. Yeah. Inside it to gather the rest of it, which yeah. would just, just, just <laughs> sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah. Just like, ter- just awful. I haven't even considered how it would smell. Not good. Not good would be my guess. Not good. Fishy, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe it would. No, maybe no, no mammal. I, just, just bad. Yeah. Just like rotting. You're in. Just, you're in the head of a dead animal. It's not going to be good. Yeah. It, being inside the head of anything is bad, but the, a whale. Yeah. I would imagine that's us. So yeah, it's just a really interesting movie about some really like hard stuff. Yeah, that we don't talk about too much because there's a stigma. And it didn't get reviewed particularly well, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought everybody, everybody in the movie was. Oh, there are some great Irishmen slash Englishmen playing Americans trying to do really bad Boston accents. So it has, it has. uh, Who's the guy that writes Moby Dick? He's in like Game of Thrones or. Oh, he's not in Game of Thrones. No, he's not in Game of Thrones. What's he in? Uh, he is Q in the new yes, Bond yes, movies. Yes, yeah. Um, and then there's also uh, what's her name? Lady Stark is the wife of the guy who's telling the story, which is um, uh, uh, something rather Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Is that his name? Brendan. Something Gleason. No. Something Gleason. I'm really upset that I don't know him. Yeah. Oh, but they're, they're like proper Irish yeah, slash English Irish people. Still playing <laughs> but they're just playing got Americans the... from a time I know, where I know. But they're, they're, putting, they're putting on... Yeah, but they're putting on these accents and it's just really bad. Like, they're uh, trying to be yeah. Boston. 
and it's it's yeah they're it's very, quite very Boston. Boston. They're trying yeah. to be like that. It's it's Nantucket. Nantucket. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But they're yeah just <laughs> not great American you get over accent. It pretty quickly, right? You get over it pretty quickly. Chris yeah. Hemsworth actually his accent isn't terrible. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Which is the biggest compliment you can give any of the accents in the movie. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, except the captain just gets to have an English accent. Yeah. Because he's posh, I guess. Yeah. And that's. I don't get why they didn't just make him Irish. That would have been fine. Mm. Although... I don't just get, like... So, the reason that this ship sails so far out to sea is because the first mate, who's very experienced and wants to be captain, but he has Which no is money... Chris, Chris Chris Hansel. Hansel. Just like is bunning is bunning heads with the captain who's only there because he's the he's son part of, of the a family who's like the whaling like they're the whaling yeah. wigs yeah and he's had no experience yeah and he's just makes shit decisions pretty much throughout the movie he sort of comes good with yeah um and they hate each other and they just want the voyage to be over so they both are just trying to get their quota as quickly yeah. as possible but the thing that I wondered about that is like. The captain, if the captain makes a bad, like, there's a storm early on in the movie, which has not really nothing to do with anything else. I, I can talk about it. And they never bring it up. No, again. they never bring it up again. But there's, there's a storm front coming in. And Chris Hemsworth is like, hey man, we should probably just sail around this. And the captain <laughs> just goes, we've got to test the men. He has no idea what he's doing. He's like, I want to test the men. Also, I disagree with you. <laughs> so we're going to fly... We we're going to sail into the storm. Yeah, and then... <laughs> they get fucked up. They, like, scuttle the ship and yeah. have to return to port. Really? No, yeah. no. I think they just get... No, they, they just get uh, a little bit wrecked by it. Yeah, the main sail breaks. Mm. And then that takes it for a while. Yeah. But... And the only reason they survive is because Chris Sensworth just like pushes the guy out he's of the way like, essentially. No, I'm Thor. Because he's, <laughs> he's Thor and he's crazy. But the thing that I wondered throughout that scene is like, yeah, so the captain's meant to be the, the head guy, right? And, he, and when we're on sea, the captain is like God, basically. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But it's real life, like, and if you had like this crazy young captain dude, which is everybody knew was just an idiot. And his first move is like, 20 minutes out, it's like... Onwards! Onwards into the storm. Into the storm! Surely they, they, they killed them. Like, I'm not risking my life. I reckon there's definitely at least a couple of instances. Because all you have to say is he's lost at sea. People get lost at sea all the time. Yeah, but... He was lost at... Oh, that guy? <laughs> he fell off the boat yeah, he fell off when the he boat. steered us into a storm. Yeah, I may have... I may have, like, shot him before <laughs> he fell off. <laughs> he's gone now. Yeah. I'm sure they must have had... Like, especially... Oh, look at our first mate, who's the guy who's going to be in charge if the captain spontaneously combusts, right? <laughs> I'm sure someone just killed, they just killed just the captain. just the bro code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about this, but we killed him. He was he was an idiot. <laughs> uh, and the captain continues to be an idiot for Well, you know, the the, the the Liam Hemsworth, I'm sure a lot of you have read Moby Dick, or at least heard the story of Moby Dick. And Liam Hemsworth has got Chris the Hemsworth. A, I mean, Chris Hemsworth has got sort of the Ahab vibe yeah. to him, so his whole deal is He's too ambitious and too grudgy. He, he, he like wants to take down the whale. 
and he sort of causes the problem. But he's still yeah. he's still better than the captain. The captain yeah. is still wanker. Okay. I think we've been talking about this for far too long. Far too long. Go see in the heart of the sea. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I don't know. Go to one of those old army on, blockbuster outlets. It's, yeah, it's probably on DVD. Blockbuster could do with your service. <laughs> <laughs> it really could. I um, thought they were closed down. Blockbuster, but they're actually still you can still go to them. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. It's not gonna be open for much longer, I don't think. No. Yeah. Netflix is the way of the future. Netflix is the way of the future. I recently got Netflix. Yep. What's your first what what was your how'd you christen your net Netflix subscription? Uh I was with my girlfriend at the time, so we watched the blind side. Right. Yeah, which is a I'm setting a little bit for me that that was my first Netflix thing. Okay. Um, good, bad, terrible. I like The Blind Side. It was like, yeah, it was good. Touching story. It's a you're a bit of a shithead, I think, if you criticise it too much because it's a such a heartwarming true story, you know. Oh, okay, I've not seen it. Yeah, it's alright. I don't know. It's just like. It's a pretty cool true story. Oscar baby, Sandra Bullock, white people save the black people movie. <laughs> Harsh. It's pretty <laughs> accurate, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we don't, don't need to talk about it. Right, let's talk. Let's. All right. Let's move on to TV shows because I think we've talked about movies for like half an hour. We talked about two movies. Half two hour. movies for half an hour, which is too long. Let's talk about Penny Dreadful. Penny which Dreadful, which is a show that you love, and you gave me the DVD for the first season, and I watched. I thought it was really good. Until I really the end. enjoyed it until the end. Yeah, no, the, the finale, season one finale of Penny Dreadful is just, just bad. Yeah. Just not good. But it's a, it's a cool show. It's a very cool show. It brings together, as you talked about in the last episode, it brings together all these, like, Victorian Penny Dreadful stories. Yeah. And I think executes them in a pretty good way. Yeah, I think it's a really good I show. I thought Dracula was, or the vampires, was really disappointing. Yeah, it was a bit lackluster. Big lackluster. It's one of those shows... Where actually it's very like supernatural in the, in the way that um, the you don't really care too much about the overall story of the season. No, that yeah, that's kind of the shit bit. Uh, the good stuff is each little story in each episode. Yeah, and all the sort of individual character stories. Yeah, basically just Mr. Chandler. He's just he's just the best. <laughs> Love Mr. Chandler. Wolfman. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Season one finale though. Is terrible. I, I just. I think you were onto something though with this season one finale. Yeah, so I, I, came, I came up with this theory, this theory. So the season first season of Penny Dreadful is like eight episodes, and usually for these kind of series, they're ten or thirteen episodes in America. Of these sort of like hour long episodes on like they're not on the regular networks. They're on like the Showtime and and HBO and AMC and stuff like that. Do you know which? company there. Uh, it's on Showtime. 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 Yeah. So they're usually like 10 episode season orders. And the finale episode of Penny Dreadful seems just so incredibly rushed. The whole sort of thread throughout the series is that like the main hunter, dude, whatever, mustache face guy. <laughs> Alan like, Quartermain. Alan Quartermain. Which is not his name. Which is not his dad, but it's essentially who he is. Mm. Um, he's trying to save his daughter from Dracula, and um, they finally track down where she is, and then it's Dracula. It all re- it just I won't go into it, but the whole story just resolves itself really quickly, yeah. and 
not in a satisfying way and it just felt to me like they ran out of time like they thought they were going to have a couple more episodes to build up to that final confrontation but in the end they just were like nah fuck it we're resolving this and who cares and And it's it's not like that's how the rest of the show is at all yeah the rest of the show is pretty good it's the production values are so good the costumes yeah and just the the last week like the cinematography and the costumes are just so it's good and season season two which I hope you'll which I will watch you'll still watch is the same sort of quality and yeah. the finale of season two, not to spoil, spoil anything, but it is nothing like season one. It's great. There's like a massive fight. The actual confrontation between the big bad guy and Eva Green is a while. Yeah, it's not just like 20 minute, it's like a 20 a, minute chunk of the episode. Okay. It, it's an incredibly short amount of time in season, in the finale of season one where they're yeah. actually doing the anything. The whole actual finale is just nothing. Nothing. They're just tying up all the story threads and then they also tie up the big finale thing which should have been the whole episode. Mm. And that's all it should have been. But, yeah. but, but anyway. Yeah. So if you were listening to last week's and decided to watch Penny Dreadful and you had the same experience as Peter did... Vindicate I'll, me. <laughs> Let me know. Don't vindicate Peter. But, <laughs> but do watch the second season. Because it gets better. It, it, yeah, it gets better. Well, it gets... It gets right back to where you were well I'm unemployed now so that's what my next week is going to be <laughs> season 2 Penny Dreadful yeah it's a good show yeah. you've been watching a lot of TV recently haven't you yeah so I finished work like a week ago I finished working I had an internship so I've just been doing nothing for a week and mm. by nothing I mean playing <laughs> video games and watching TV researching just... for this very podcast <laughs> yep that's what I tell myself yeah <laughs> I'm billing my hours as podcast research the thing is we, we don't bill <laughs> it's billed to the company and if we did bill like we are the company <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I've watched a lot of TV shows uh, one of the really good ones which I watched was a show called Broadchurch which, which is I this? About. Which you haven't heard anything about, and it's this English um, cop drama. Um, it's like ten episodes. Uh, yeah, uh, eight or ten episodes. I can't remember. Eight episodes, I think. Um, of just this, the first season is eight episodes of just this one case of this little boy that gets murdered in this seaside tourist town called Broadchurch in okay. um, in England. And just the, the British do like that sort of cop drama just so well. Oh yeah, it's far superior. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And, and it just tells the whole story of um, of the two detectives who are working on the case, and it's like this really tight knit community, and the main guy who's played by David Tennant of Doctor Who mm, fame okay. is like this washed out. Um, not an alcoholic, but he looks like an alcoholic just like had, wears a suit all the time but he just has the, the stubble okay. and uh, like undone half done up tie so like and house just, the inspector yeah but he looks more just defeated <laughs> he's okay. just yeah so he's like this washed out police officer that comes to the seaside town because it'll be an easy beat it'll be a yep. uh, chance for him to recoup him himself and and like try and get happier and, and not just be depressed and 
<laughs> and washed up. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, and yeah, it tells us. It tells us. First season tells the story of the um, investigation of the murder, and it's just really well done yeah. and tells a great story. Is it? Is there any other cases? No, it's just the one case. It's just the one case. It's just the one case. So it's kind of like your true detective type thing, except it's it very ep- British. What does an episode consist of? Investigating and like, uh, uh, so the, there's a whole. It's like a sort of, um, big, really big cast. All the different characters of the mm. of the little town. Um, the guy that played Filch from Harry Potter. It runs like the local shop. Is it, is there is it possible um, for him not to look creepy? Yeah, you can, you'll see his character, and you can guess what is his character uh, actually creepy though. Like, is it? No, no, no. I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> but he's, he looks. Creepy. If it's the guy who replays Bill, the answer he's, is yes. 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 Um, it's good that he knows but, but his it, like, Yeah. So it's it also it's not just the two detectives. It follows like the family of the little boy that gets murdered and their whole journey okay. and. Um, and all the different, like I said, eccentric so it's a fairly personalities show? of the town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautifully shot, very atmospheric, Gorgeous. and has a very, it has a twist ending. Okay. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan? N- not in that, not in that way. Okay. No, okay. In a good it, way. Th- th- there was no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers in that movie. Bruce then, Willis is a ghost. And then the second season is, uh, the court case. The whole second season. Yeah, is which the court is case. which is actually quite cool because and now they're having that's court, how long, like court cases take a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so the second season is a court case, and then they've, they've commissioned a third season as well. So which is what prison? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Who knows? you get prison killed. <laughs> It'll throw it back a, for uh, you. Reference it's to a joke, sir. <laughs> With that thing now. Yeah, but really worth watching. Um, another show I've been watching is um, very different tact. Is a show called Marin, which is it's another show I've never heard of. Yeah, which I never heard of it. I just saw it on Netflix. I was like looking for stuff to watch because mm. I have nothing to nothing in my life until uni starts again. Um, yeah, so it's a show Marin, which probably it's kind of like the show Louis. In that he's a comedian and it just uh, sort of follows his Mark life. Maron, yeah. yeah, Mark Maron, who's um, a stand-up comedian, but he's also become over the last couple of years has become really, really successful for his podcast right. um, that he does, where he interviews comedians and celebrities in in his podcast from his garage, and it okay. um, is like a fictitious version of his life, and so like, yeah, is pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, he's just a complete dick in yeah, the show. He's not I've a great him, person. I've seen him once on the Nerdist's Bowling Show. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Chris Hardwick runs. Uh, and he did seem like kind of a... Like a dicko. Remember Dicko from, from America, uh, Australian Idol? Idol? Australian Idol. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's just... He's not a great person, but it's a funny show to watch. <laughs> Maybe he's just an asshole. Yeah. He's like twice divorced, cannot hold down a relationship, okay. just has like two friends and just gets angry and yells at people a lot. Sounds like a great show to watch. It's very American. Okay. Very, yeah. But it's, I thought it was funny. Oh, good. Marin. And it gives a bit of an insight, like it's kind of a bit of a 
it's it's a fictitious take on his life. Mm. He's playing a more exaggerated version of himself, but it'd be somewhat honest, I imagine. Yeah, just like Louis. Yeah, Louis, Louis is Louis. better. Yeah, I'd say Louis better. Louis C.K. show. Yeah, but it's very similar sort of vein. Worth watching, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I haven't been watching uh, much new stuff since last time we've talked. I finished Parks and Rec. Completely. Uh, which what, I, I what didn't did you think? Of, what did you think of the last seasons of, of last final season of Parks and Rec? Because I was I, like, it was okay to me. I enjoyed the last season of Parks and Rec, but you've got to understand that I watched all of it. Yeah. In one, like, well, not season one, from season two to seven, in a, a very short space of time. So yeah. Whereas on. I watched like sort of maybe the first four seasons, and then I was like caught up to where they were at releasing it. And I thought the last season, just because I was watching it week to week, mm. was just so safe. And like, no. I mean, with, with those safe, times, safe is relative. They made Gary Gergich the mayor of the town. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you remember how about, Gary? I so forgot about Gary that. Gary finishes with Gary Gergich is like he's actually been. He actually is mayor up until he like he runs for a, like a dozen terms. Until he dies at like ninety eight. Oh yeah, 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 but that's not yeah. That's like in the finale. No, this they they, they make him the mayor for a, he's a, he's the mayor for a couple of episodes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. And yeah. they still make fun of him. Yeah, obviously. Larry, Gary, Larry, Gary, and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought the last season was just like there was no real drama, which is where the shows like where those kind of shows are interesting are like the. The will they won't they between the characters or the there's some big thing happening and it just felt really safe like oh, really? everybody was really happy and friends with each other and nothing was going to go wrong and well, no. but, I mean which they was went, fine they weren't friends with each other at the start of the season this yeah is all spoilers for Parks and Rec but I mean like yeah, that's, uh, that's not it's, it's not a huge deal but yeah I don't, I don't know it just wasn't all that interesting to me like the writing felt a bit you're in a tough position because with shows like that that go on for so long and are so beloved and have big fan bases and you go to finish them off, it's very difficult to do it in a way that doesn't seem trite. I thought the, fight, the actual way that they did finish the, finale the show was, was, good. was totally fine. I really liked the finale. I like the Johnny Karate special uh, episode that they did. This uh, is just Chris Pratt's show. Chris Pratt. What a, what a man. What a dreamboat. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Watching... Watching actually some of the outtakes, some of the bloopers from yes, Parks and Rec. Yes, that's definitely worth watching. Chris Pratt stuff is just go go watch that. It's like a twenty-minute YouTube video. The best of Chris Pratt bloopers on Parks yeah, and Rec or something, and it's just it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Uh, no, I finished watching uh, One Punch Man, which I didn't talk about in the last in the last podcast. Okay. But, uh, right. Anime. A lot of people have probably seen this, but are you sure? That's. Oh, uh, how many people do you know that watch anime? I know you. I know Chris. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's been a popular anime. It's been one of those animes that a lot of people who usually don't watch anime have seen. Right. One Punch Man. If you haven't okay. seen One Punch Man, you have no idea what it's about. It's an anime. It's a great. Just, just a great show. Um. Uh, it's best watched in Japanese too because the <laughs> the voices are amazing. But it's a 
It's a show uh, that's sort of a spoof where uh, it's making fun of the whole power creep almost in anime where like the like the Dragon Ball Z-esque overpowered nature of like all the heroes so to eliminate that from like as a factor the show is about this guy called Saitama who is one punch man and he defeats everything in one punch right because he's just amazingly strong he's also not very bright he really is not very engaged in what's going on he just, and he's just got turns this, up and stuff happens yeah, around him yeah and he's just got this blank look on his face this amazing blank look on his face the whole time <laughs> right <laughs> and it's just yeah it's about him living in this like futuristic uh, I guess Japan where just the whole world is covered in cities and right. they're listed like cities A through to Z and the cities get attacked by like Godzilla-esque monsters or weird Japanese super villains constantly and uh, yeah, that's just the state of the world yeah that's just the state of the world and right. there's like the Heroes Association which regulates all like these heroes that like fight them so you can be they've got uh, class C B A and S heroes yeah and like once you get like the S is like the amazing people yeah and like A's got superpowers B's okay C is like the lowest like you just got into being a superhero and there are some amazing C class superheroes <laughs> like there's just like tank top tiger or yeah is he C something like that who's just a guy in a tank top <laughs> that's, that's him <laughs> there's also my favourite character in the real hero of the story which is a guy called Moomin Rider right who is uh, just a cyclist like there's there's like cyborg <laughs> guys and crazy Japanese superheroes but and there's, there's also Moomin Rider who is just who just wears lycra just Kidel Evans yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's just Kidel Evans and so like in the background he'll just pop up Moomin Rider's super serious about his job and he's just like oh I'm a cyclist for the people that's his line and so what does he do like raise money for cancer no, he, charities he, he, he or like saves kittens from trees and stuff oh that's nice of him yeah and there's oh it's a funny show, obviously, but there's a devastating, emo- like emotionally devastating episode where Satama is like late, and there's a guy called the Deep Sea King, who's because <laughs> of course there who's is. like a villain who's just like this huge sea monster guy mm-hmm. who's decided to take over the land, and he's just wrecking all the class S superheroes, uh, and Satama's excited to fight him because like he might be able to fight the guy more than he, the guy might take one punch yeah like he might actually fight him which is all he's worried about uh, but he's late he's got like a blank stare in his face he's just he's like he basically just loses his direction <laughs> he just forgets yeah and anyway and then, like you're just like laughing along okay Genos one of the S class S guys gets just gets wrecked and you're like oh shit Genos gets wrecked but he's a cyborg he'll be fine and sea King, Deep Sea King's like coming up to destroy Genos yeah, and then out of nowhere, you hear the clickety clack of the cycle of the bicycle. <laughs> oh no! Moomin Rider hears the call because they've all got superhero phones, <laughs> and he's like, "He can't laugh because it's Moomin." He's like, "Superhero phones." He, cy- he, he like cycles. He cycles up in the rain. Yeah, and he's like distracts the Sea King. 
He's like, I'm a cyclist for the people, and he's like going to protect everybody. Uh, and then he gets off his bicycle and he runs screaming at this this, this giant. Why would he get off like his bicycle? <laughs> it's the source of his power. Said. <laughs> he gets off the bicycle, runs at him, punches the guy. It does nothing, obviously. <laughs> and then you just have to watch as like the monster guy picks up Moomin Rider by the arm, like just. Swings him around. Kills him. Just like Loki's in from Avengers. Except except like rips off his arm or like pulls out his arm or something like that. And does the guy die? Oh he's about no, he's about to die. Moomin Rider's about to die. And One Punch Man shows and up. And One Punch Man shows up, yeah. Saitama shows up and it's okay. <laughs> and yeah, this is Deep Sea King. You know what one just, just, just to sum up what does he This is every episode of One Punch Man essentially, so like not not Moomin Rider, but like Deep Sea King is like talking, he smashes things, then he goes to punch Moomin Rider and then his fist just explodes because he, it hits Saitama's bald blank head <laughs> and Saitama just punches him into infinity he's, he's yeah he's like just crazy strong just to establish it but it's just yeah. no part of it Saitama's line is like uh, I'm a hero for fun and he uh, it's a hobby yeah he, what he gets really passionate about is stuff like sales because he lives in a bad part of town and he has no job because he's just a superhero for fun <laughs> and so yeah he's really interested in getting like to getting his business up off the ground yeah getting no 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 like like, cl- like clothes sales is what he's interested in <laughs> so he's always he's like this episode where he's really pissed off because he's fighting this guy and he's late to and he just wants to buy some slacks it's like a 60% off <laughs> sale target <laughs> You know what One Punch Man sounds like? Mm. Tom Bombadil from One Lord of the Rings. Why did you just fix it? J- j- no, just just in the fact that like he's this super powerful ancient. Oh, he's probably not ancient. He's, he's, not he's just a super powerful dude that just kind of bumbles through everything. And the whole thing about yeah. Tom Bombadil is he's this ancient being that's just bumbles through everything, like a I god guess. or whatever. And the reason they couldn't give him the ring is because he'd just lose it. Because yeah, because he's. Not to get into Lord of the Rings, but Tom Bombadil is older than the ring. Yeah. And for some reason, Lord of the Rings, like age has a big factor. So since it was made... So it's not the same thing. Or he's older than Sauron? Idiot. Or something? I can't... Yeah, okay. that's, and that's yeah, yeah. why it doesn't affect him. It, so, okay. So is my comparison valid or not? No. No, okay. In, not in any way is Saitama All right. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> All right, whatever. But it, yeah, One Punch Man is a fantastic show. There's only like 10 episodes. Don't watch it because it's not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Do you watch it because nah, it's, it's nah, amazing. No. Nah, okay, nah. there's a guy. There's a guy called uh, Angel something who's a class S hero, but he's in prison for weird <laughs> stuff. Is he he's, he's doing st- prison? No. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, all he is, he's this giant uh, ripped guy in a thong. Right. Uh, and he fights to protect beautiful men everywhere because he's very flamboyantly gay. And anytime like, beautiful men are threatened, uh, he'll be there. He, he defends them. So, why is he in prison? Well, <laughs> it's not entirely clear, but it's some sort of harassment. <laughs> right. Because it's anime. Okay. It's, it's great. Don't watch One Punch Man. Oh, you should watch One Punch Man. You should do that right now. No. Maybe don't. Well, wait until the podcast is finished and then watch One Punch Man. Even then. Mm, It's fun. Evaluate your life. Be a hero for fun. Also, 
Uh, if you don't want to watch One Punch Man, what you should do is type in One Punch Man theme song into YouTube because they actually yeah, <laughs> I, you did show me the the theme tune and it's pretty great. Oh, it's just this. It's weird, just like this weird like Japanese, Japanese rock. Yeah, like Japanese power metal. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty what? hilarious. <laughs> anime so like anime theme songs are always just fantastic. Always, yeah, fantastic. But this one is is great. Yeah. Top quality. That should do us for TV, I think. Yeah. We've, we've rambled for far too long about TV. Video games. Video games. Video games. Ah, uh, I, I, so most recently. You were uh, playing Far Cry Primal. I've been playing Far Cry Primal, yeah. which just, just came out. Hot, hot new. Hot off the presses. Game. I love that game. You love that game? Yeah. I, I'm not you a good channel, judge. Channel your inner wolf man. Yes, I can. Your Mr. Chandler. My, I can channel my, my spirit owl as well. So Far, 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 the Far Cry series is all about, uh, well, it, well, in a nutshell, it's all about like just killing men in the jungle. But <laughs> it's about <laughs> kill, kill men in the jungle. Yeah, the game. Far Cry. Far Cry. It's always been about. How's that any? Set in the how's that any different from any other Far Cry game? Killing men in the jungle. Because you're killing men in the jungle instead of. 10,000 <laughs> So yeah, in all the other Far Cry games, uh, it's, it's a modern set in the modern day and you're a guy who gets stranded somewhere and basically has to get back to nature and runs, you, know, you run, end up running around killing you're beasts. You're on a vision quest? Yeah. And drinking their blood, <laughs> gaining their power and stuff. <laughs> Eating their heart. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Gaining so their essence. Far Cry Primal is that, but it's set in 10,000 BC. Yeah. And you play like a, a guy from a Wen, the, the Wenja tribe, which is essentially we are the smart people tribe. And yep. uh, you're surviving 10,000 BC with so fucking is, mammoths. So this is pretty much your pitch that you had from last week for the new Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it, it happened. It's called Far Cry Primal. It's awesome. It's, it's so good. It's like, uh, I'm very biased actually to this game because... I love Far Cry, and I was playing Far Cry Three. Mm. And the only, if if you were to implement the changes that I uh, suggested for Far Cry Three, you would essentially get Far Cry. So it's the Far Cry game made tailored for your specifically to interest. Sand. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You can, oh, you you shoot people with arrows. You got spears. Do you beat people to death with clubs? Yes, you can. Is it very brutal? It's pretty brutal. Yes. Can you stealth kill them with stone knives? Yeah. Can you stealth kill <laughs> saber-toothed tigers? Uh, no, you can't stealth kill beasts. Oh, that's and also, saber-toothed tigers can, is pretty fucking difficult. Can you fly? Go. Yes. What? So, uh, like, that's I, I, <laughs> my, I really hate animals, and I like what, what I like to do in a Far Cry game is not kill guys. But as soon as I get the main quest, I'm like, oh, okay, never doing that. And then I just dive into the jungle and just become a jungle man. And I'm just in there for days shooting animals and <laughs> setting traps and stuff. Yep. Becoming one with nature. And now, if you want to go down that road, there's yep. like a beast master thing where you can tame the beasts. And as you tame more beasts, you can tame more and more uh, powerful animals. But how do you fly? Ah, so... Uh, my spirit animal, everybody's spirit animal in the game is an owl. So you have a spirit owl and you do like a sound. Yeah, and then you call the owl and then you control the owl. Right. So, and, uh, and you can use that to like, you use the owl to survey areas in front of you. Mm. Can the owl get shot down? No. No. 
you, also, if you upgrade the owl, uh, you, you know you can have it attack people and stuff, or drop drop little stink bombs and things that you've made. That's rude. Yeah. <laughs> or bee bombs, whatever. Bee bombs. Yeah, just like a hornet's nest. It drops the hornet's nest on people. <laughs> Mess. But it's yeah, mainly used like a scouting technique, and you can also tame the animals. So basically, what I did is I uh, got the story mission, said I'm never doing that, fucked off into the jungle. Tamed a bunch of beasts, and now I have a saber-toothed tiger called Kiki that I ride around because you can do that. <laughs> Very historically accurate game, this one. Yeah. Oh, it's, you don't know. It's 2000 BC. I, what, I, what I will say about the game is, it's all the things that I was worried about. It, it, it gets pretty right. Yeah. The graphics could be better. I don't think it's really come any further since Far Cry Three. Or four. Or four. Apart from the maps, the maps are bigger. And but it's it, just a cool idea for a game it's a really cool setting idea setting a game in 10,000 BC especially if you're into that sort of thing if you yeah. watch Castaway and like me instead of thinking fuck this is harrowing thought ooh this would be nice <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> nice holiday then this is the game that'll, that'll be the title for this episode Castaway ooh this would be nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love the game. If, you, if that sounds like your cup of tea, Far Cry Primal Castaway Simulator, you can just get lost in that in that shit if you want to. And there's also yeah. a bunch of other stuff. I've heard that there's a story <laughs> that I just haven't nah. gone into. Nah. And you can also, if you really like uh, stealth killing people, you can sort of go into a Splinter Cell type type thing where you go around and stab people in the back. And there's beasts for that. Like you can train a jaguar that will come around and stealth kill people for you. Down an arrow. Do you train mammoths? You can't tr- tame a mammoth. Ah. Uh, but you can, as far as I know. But you can. Uh, no, you must be able. You to can tame ride them. mammoths. You could ride elephants in Far Cry. Oh well, yeah, you can ride a mammoth, but it's yeah. like riding an elephant in Far Cry. Okay. Or like if you see a juvenile mammoth, mm. and you have the skill, you can jump on them. Ah, okay. But you can't like. If I have a tame beast, become, like, it's like, spirit like animal. I can just whistle and Kiki will come <laughs> to fuck people up. Are there uh, bears? Yeah, there are bears as well. So there are cave bears, regular bears. Are they like? Are they like little animals? They're, so the is there any like you can train? Is, you can tame as a badger, but the badger is intense. <laughs> if you don't know, badgers in real life as well. Is it a honey badger that doesn't? Yeah, a honey care? badger. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> honey badgers in real life. Uh, like intense. They're they're crazy. They're based. Their their way of dealing with attack is just to run at the thing relentlessly. Yeah. And uh, if you're if you're like, live in an area where honey badgers live, they're actually like quite scary. Mm. So yeah, you can tame a honey badger. That can be your pet, and it'll just it'll just like start running around the undergrowth <laughs> like uh, like, like that ba- mouse like- guy from uh, Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just fuck people up out of nowhere and it's really hard to kill like the honey badger's special ability is that you can uh, so they, they, all the animals that's another thing all the animals are great and if you're making a game like Far Cry Primal that needs to be the animals locked down like yeah the animals. is the important thing so the animals behave totally differently uh, if you have a tamed saber toothed tiger it's going to behave like a saber toothed tiger would compared to if you have like a tamed wolf or like a like a jaguar like a jaguar is just gonna they're never they, they're never gonna get hit they don't like defend you as much the jaguar will go around doing whatever the hell it wants and it'll just it'll murder guys 
but they also come with like a specific ability, like a gamey, yeah. a gamey thing. A mechanic. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the wolf lets you scout, so your mini map gets bigger, mm. and the badger uh, can't die. So <laughs> your other beasts can die, and then you have to revive them. Yeah. Or you can feed them to give them health back. If you kill the honey badger, it just like gets up with like. More further. It's a one-time thing, and then you can't kill me. Yeah, and it just starts mauling people. <laughs> so the honey badger is quite. So fun. that sounds like the companion of choice, just the badger. I would say if you're really well, this is all if you want to do it. Yeah, like you have to go into a skill tree to do this. Yeah, and if you've gone down the skill tree enough that you can ride your bigger beasts, like you should probably do that. So my Kiki, my saber tooth tiger, is my go-to because I can ride it. Yeah, and also it's pretty good in a fight. Okay, cool. And finding one of them is fucked. <laughs> like, you're properly scared of a saber-toothed tiger, which is how it should be yeah. in the game. Like, a wolf, okay. Like, the Far Cry... That's gonna be fine. Far Cry 3, I didn't play much of Far Cry 4, but Far Cry 3... You just kill everything. You could just fine. kill everything. Crocodiles, you get, like, attacked. You get, like... You get a attacked crocodile would jump out at you, and then you'd be like, oh, no, stab in the face with my knife. Well, I don't think there's a way to die of crocodiles, is there? Because you don't... It, it, you auto-kill them. Yeah. All it does is like jump scare you and then you stab. First time that happened, I almost <laughs> shit myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, Far yeah. Cry. Far Cry Primal. If you like the concept, you'll love this game. We're giving a lot of recommendations this episode. I, I haven't hated I haven't hated much. Yeah. Well, you get bored That's in good. Far Cry. If you don't like that concept, yeah. you think then you no think good. crafting knives out of uh, the jaws of a saber tooth that you just killed. And then going to murder a guy from another tribe isn't cool. First of all, you're a monster. Then <laughs> right. you should just stop listening and you're dead to us. Yeah, but also, <laughs> this game isn't for you. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I've been playing a very different game. Okay. I've been playing a game called The Witness, which is this, it, which is a puzzle game um, by this guy called Jonathan Blow. I know we've been recording for far too long already I'll talk about the witness we'll make this the last this will be the last our last segment we'll be talking about the witness don't worry we're almost done (laughs) (laughs) don't worry yeah yeah Uh, so the witness uh, made by this guy called Jonathan Blow who made this indie darling game called um, uh, shit shit I've forgotten the name of the game Braid Braid is the name of the game yeah so we made this game called Braid we're gonna chop it up Um, (laughs) uh yeah, so he spent five years make he made Braid, and then his follow up to that is which was like one of the original successful small scale indie games on the Microsoft, mm. um, uh, the uh, Microsoft Arcade, Xbox Arcade Marketplace yeah. thing. It was that like one of the one of the first exist. ones. Yeah. yeah, one of the first ones of those that came out and was really successful. So he invested all the money he made in that in the witness and um, it's taken him like five years to make, it's taken all his life savings, put it all into this game, and it's... It's, it's bad? No, it's, oh, good. it's amazing. Okay. Like, it's very relaxing, and the biggest thing, I could, the biggest selling point I can say for The Witness is that it makes you feel smart as you play it. It makes you feel incredibly, doesn't make you feel dumb, it's, it, but it's a very intellectual game. So the whole concept is there's these like four by four or five by five grids and you have to draw a line between the grids. They're like maze maze puzzles essentially. You draw a line from one corner 
up into the other corner and you solve these grid puzzles. Okay. And that's the whole game. And there's like 600 grid puzzles or something like that. And that's, that's the entire game. You, you're like dropped into the game on this, you're in this deserted island. There's not really much of a story or at least much of a story that I've come across yet. So it's, yet. Not, it's not a top-down no. like newspaper No, you're, it's, it's like first person, you're walking around okay. and just solving these puzzles. Like you're in a maze. Yeah, it's, but you're not in a maze. It's like an open world if you... Yeah, so I'll, I'll get to that. But So you're solving these line puzzles and that's the game. Okay. So it... Um, you can essentially go anywhere you want on this island. There's about eight different areas. And um, the puzzles all have these, there's like a bunch of different rule sets to the puzzles. And um, you kind of learn them as you go. You, it's very much a game about learning and solving stuff and working stuff out. And you feel very accomplished when you like finally, you, you're, um, you're working on this set of puzzles Okay. Um, you work through them and you get stuck on one so and you're stuck on it for like an hour and you can't solve it and then you have this light bulb moment and it's so awesome I feel like that's a game where it's very possible that some people will just hate it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like it's a, it's a very much a sort of podcast listen to music listen to an album kind of game you could listen you, to a beer with Sam and Peter and you could this fine witness production mm-hmm. yeah I in fact did that last week to make sure that the episode was <laughs> good. It was a purpose to it. We weren't yeah. just listening. To it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so and the, kind of the beauty of it is it's an open world. This island you can go wherever you want. So if you're solving a series of puzzles and you come to one which has a mechanic which you just you just can't solve, mm. then you go off and see what else you can find. You explore the island and discover as you go. Um, and so if you get stuck there's always more things to do and it's just so satisfying to get through it's very difficult like you've really got to think this is the first game i've ever played where i've actually like written down notes okay and taken photos on my phone of like puzzles and like ideas for puzzles and i've just thought about like you really really have to think about what you're doing because it's not the kind of game you can just go to an area and just Blitz through, Blitz through yeah. and it's not it's it's a similar sort of end to like your portal or um, similar sort of games to that okay. but since it's an open world you can go wherever you want and it's also a lot more difficult than portal um, but yeah very worth playing I think it's it would be a very good like couples game to play good, a good game to play with with another person sitting it's next to you because having that bit of perspective for certain puzzles can be quite helpful it's also yeah. a good couples game because the controls are incredibly simple and it's just solving these puzzles. So you don't need um, to be amazing at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't need to be like, it's not like a Twitch first person shooter. It's just moving the camera around and then you get up to the, you walk up to this panel and you solve the part, you draw the puzzle with the stick and then you solve it or you don't, you just keep trying and move on. Can't, yeah. yeah, it's just really cerebral intellectual very satisfying you feel very accomplished okay. playing it and there, there are some puzzles which you get to and you just go how what <laughs> what can i possibly do here and and then you have to just go to a different area and maybe you'll come across a new mechanic that you didn't haven't thought about before and you can come back and do that puzzle later and those light bulb moments are just so satisfying okay. but really worth playing um 
it's not a full price game as well. I think it's like maybe fifty, sixty dollars, which in Australia is cheap. <laughs> yeah. So very much worth playing. It's on PC and PlayStation Four. So I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Um, the witness. The witness. Do it. You'll feel smart. Yeah. You feel you, smart, but also, you fail, but also, you feel you know that you are. You feel smart, but you also feel real dumb. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a good. But it's, time. but it's fun. It's enjoyable. I yeah. I, you get sucked in, and when you get on a streak of solving puzzles, you just feel like the most. Yeah. The most smartest, the smartest person, <laughs> ever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. So that's the witness. That's my pitch for the witness. Buy it. Buy it. Oh. We're on a very right, like right. buy it. Go train. see Deadpool. Watch In the Heart of the Sea. Far Cry Primal was fun. Yeah. Uh, Marin. Everything we've we've not, a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. Last last week it. we had some insightful. I would say critique. I would say go do, go do one of the things that we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of the things we've talked about this week. There's something for some someone in there. Yeah. I feel like next week we should probably try and watch something that we don't like. So we, can we don't like it. Don't watch it. No, do watch the finale of Penny Dreadful. Anyway. Yeah. I think this is a good point to end, Sam. Yeah. Because we've I been think just rambling time. and oh, we're yeah. going to have to cut this down because it's just too long. It's fine. We'll just it's leave fine. It. It's fine. Uh, we'll just leave yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. That was, that was good. fun. Join us next week for more beers with <laughs> Sam and Peter. <laughs> That's right. I'm trying to finish the show. I thought I finished the show. It's somewhere. Let's just finish the show. The show's done. It's over. I, it should just end when I no, no, said it ended. Ready? Finished. <laughs> <laughs>